Assalamu alaikum. You're listening to Unity FM 93.5, the heart of the city here in Birmingham. Welcome to all our listeners who are tuned in to 93.5 or maybe tuned in to 105.1 down in Luton on Inspire FM. This is Parenting Hour here. Uh, my name is Kathleen Rochnagy, your host for the next hour. We have another very useful program this evening for you to be, to be listening to and to gather information around and to pass on that information to people that you may know. Uh, it's part of our baby and early baby months cycle or phases that we're doing at the moment here that you've heard me talking about over the last few weeks about the Red Book and the importance of that. So we're linking it all in and how we can have a healthy baby and a healthy mum. And today, specifically, we're going to be focusing on infant feeding, which is really essential for us to know about and to understand the different concepts of uh, breastfeeding and bottle feeding and the importance of breastfeeding and try and overcome some of the stigma because I've come across a lot of stigma and cultural sayings about this, which has really surprised me. And I think it surprised some of some Muslims also listening. But, you know, there's lots of stigma around there. And we're trying to what we're doing this evening is flushing out all of that, discussing it and discussing it with an expert who has actually done a PhD on it. So we can't get any better than that. She's re- really researched it. And she's going to tell us uh, some of the findings that she has found and how we can help and overcome our communities and others indeed in breastfeeding. So our phone number, if you want to ring in and uh, leave a message, leave a message for her is 0121-772-8892. Or if you want to email in, it is studio at unityfm.net. So I'd like now to introduce our guest. Our guest is uh, Dr. Cobra Chowdhury, who is um, on the line with me today. So we're doing this as a a pre-recording on, on, on the phone line, but it won't affect the quality of what you're going to hear. And we're going to have a really, really interesting discussion. And I think this is important for all mums and dads and mums-in-laws and mothers and aunties to gather this information and trying to destigmatize some of the negative or um, wrong information that is going about. Welcome to the studio, Cobra. Salam alaikum. Walaikum salam. Thank you so much for having me, Kathleen. Oh, you're welcome. It's so lovely for you to be able to join us and talk about this topic that's really very dear to my heart um, in how we can help mothers and babies to develop emotionally, physically and socially through this form of infant feeding, especially breastfeeding. Of course, and, and, and you've hit the nail on the head there. It's about it's all of those aspects, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. not just about feeding the baby, having a healthy baby, but it's the whole kind of the whole approach. Um, you know, how do we take that forward? Um, a lot of my work is looked at kind of the social and cultural aspects that surround infant feeding mm-hmm. um, within the South Asian communities. And like yourself, I've come across a lot of various misconceptions. Um, that people may hold about breastfeeding mm-hmm. um, or, you know, some of the disadvantages that surround it maybe, um, you know, the perceptions around um, the, you know, the dis- disadvantages around giving the baby colostrum or, mm-hmm. you know, the advantages of giving prelactal feed. So it's really about addressing those misconceptions and trying to inform, you know, 
communities about the benefits of breastfeeding um, so they can, you know, so they can optimally feed their babies. This is really good. And I should ask, I suppose, in the beginning, um, how did you or what made you think about doing a whole big study on this? Um, It started when I did my master's a couple of years ago now, where I looked at um, Pakistani mums living in Birmingham. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, really talking to them. Um, about what their experiences were at the time. I wasn't really sure about what their experiences were. There was some literature out there that was from the north um, of the country. And, you know, there were some, um, you know, factors that may be inhibiting them from breastfeeding. But, you know, it was it was old research. So it was really just about trying to understand what their experiences were. And a lot of the cultural factors came out. So, you know, you know the importance of being a daughter-in-law in the house and having that role, which conflicted a lot with being a mother and being able to provide breastfeeding. Because actually, breastfeeding is, um, you know, time-consuming. It takes a lot of time. So there was a bit of a conflict between their role, in, you know, as a daughter-in-law and then um, as a mother to a baby. There was um, some, you know... Um, thoughts around formula feeding being just as um, good as for the baby as breastfeeding. Um, so you, all these factors came out and, you know, th- th- that was really the starting point of doing my PhD because um, it was, you know, it was a real passion to help these mums. So, you know, actually, if they haven't got the right information, how are they making an informed decision about how they're going to feed their babies? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was going right back to kind of, you know, the infant feeding survey. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. You know, the government survey that goes out every, well, it used to come out every five years, but they've stopped that now. Um, and looking at the actual rates first to start off with, you know, what's going on with the rates? Um, you know, why the, you know, breastfeeding rates nationally, they're very low anyway, but actually within this subgroup, they're even lower. So what's going on? So it's really about understanding the behaviours behind those rates was kind of the impetus for doing the thesis. Hmm. It's, it's interesting you say that that's so low in our communities when actually it's mentioned in Islam the importance of breastfeeding of and the right of, of the child to be fed yeah. for two years. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, um, so... Uh, like there's, there's. I know there's cultural things that may take uh, the norm, but that's uh, huge. That something as important as this has been overlooked. We know there's some situations, of course, where parents maybe whatever uh, have medical conditions or have other conditions that are not able yeah. to to feed. Yeah. But in on the main, most mums, you know, it's a natural process. It's you have your baby; it comes naturally. Actually, it, you can't stop it by wishing. Don't come! Don't come! Don't come! No, because it yeah. will happen naturally. It's a natural natural process, the way our bodies are made. Hmm. To, to breastfeed. And I think that, you know, mums do struggle. And, it, you know, it is, it's a tough time, you know, having a new baby, adjusting to the role as, uh, as a new mum. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, uh, and I'm very aware that actually, you know, saying breast is best, breast is best over and over to a new mum, sometimes it can be difficult because actually if you don't breastfeed your t- child, there is an element of guilt. Well, actually, am I doing you know if you know am I, am I doing it correctly if, am I not but um even if you know if you if you choose to formula feed as well just making sure that they do that safely um was also my concern is that you know are these mums aware of how to you know make up a feed correctly mm. you know, sterilized bottles things, all of these things bottles, yeah all of these things you know mm. um it's about that and, and, and you know just making sure that mums are able to talk about breastfeeding I think it's quite a taboo subject in some cultures and in some communities still you know Mm -hmm. it's not a conversation that's openly discussed and I feel like we need to step away from that now and actually understand that it is you know 
it is the best way to feed your child. And, you know, we should open these conversations up. And it's not just down to the mum. You know, it's like a whole community approach, you Mm. know, getting, like you said, getting the aunties involved and, you know, the mother-in-laws and the father-in-laws and the sister-in-laws, you know, taking that approach to support a mum to optimally feed her baby, I think, is is the way forward. Mm. Um, And that's what we're trying to do with um, the project I was talking to you earlier about, you know, the LIFT project, Mm -hmm. the learning about infant feeding together that we're doing at Coventry University. Mm -hmm. It's about that. It's about engaging with the community and seeing what works best in the community to support mums to breastfeed their babies. Great. And and I think that is the way forward. What is the support? And, you know, it could be down to as simple as when I go to my in-laws that I have a, a room somewhere that I can go and feed the baby that I don't need yeah. to feed in front of uh, younger teenagers there yeah. that will be wanting to know what's going on and, you know, and, and I feel uncomfortable. So it could be something as simple as that that puts off somebody from, from feeding. Yeah. Or mm. even just equipping mums with the capabilities about having discussions around breastfeeding so you know if they do encounter some individuals who maybe don't understand the importance of breastfeeding Mm -hmm. and advise them otherwise you know to feed them in a different manner then maybe we can equip mums with the skills to actually say do you know what no i'm going to feed my baby for x y z reasons and you know this is my choice uh, my baby and i will make that informed decision because actually some of the mums i've spoken to don't have that confidence to be able to have that conversation Mm. so you know they may not be having problems with breastfeeding but if they're you know if their elders have told them well actually you should be formula feeding because you know your baby's not putting on weight for example or you know i can share the feeding with you they don't have the confidence even if they did want to breastfeed to say actually no i think you know my choice is the right choice for my baby so it's about that it's about giving them the confidence to be able to handle those sort of situations and how do you think we could go about in giving the conference like this? How can we get that message? I know we've we've talked about breastfeeding now a couple of times on the show. We've had yeah. health visitors in and things like that. Yeah. We're, and we're trying to get the message across. But obviously, we're, well, I know it, there's a bigger uh, than the audience that are listening to me that the message mm-hmm. needs to get across. But still, it's not getting across. What do it you think we need to no. do? I don't know if you feel like this, but I always feel like when there's lots of research done in this area, it's kind of like we go around in circles. Mm-hmm. So we understand what the um, the factors are that, um, you know, facilitate and, and inhibit um, mums in South Asian communities to breastfeed. Um, but then what happens is we don't really have a solution. Um, and I think that's where our project is coming into play, is that we're actually saying, well, we know, how do we support these mums? How do we get the conversations going? And it is about involving the community. So, you know, and then, you know, the question is, well, who is the community? So, you know, getting the mothers, the mother-in-law, the sister-in-laws, you know, the, 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 lo- you know, the local maybe support groups in the community, even mosques, you know, I think they mm. could play a role in, you know, educating maybe even fathers about, mm. you know, the benefits of breastfeeding. And a lot of the fathers don't see a role in supporting infant feeding. Yet, when I speak to mums, they say that they could, you know, they could play a valuable role mm. in helping us to navigate the situation, you know, possibly, you know, in the in-laws' house or, you know, in the extended family. So, you know, it's, it's about thinking creatively about how we can move forward. I think that's that's the key. I, um, but really listening to, the need, you know, what the needs are of the community. Um, that's yeah. a, super, a superb way, I think, of looking at it and trying to find solutions to this. So mm-hmm. uh, whereas it may be difficult 
to get mums and mums-in-laws there and the extended family into um, a room, into yeah. a venue talking about this, it, it's it's hard. I, I, I think we need to do it, but it is hard. I'm trying to rack my brains on how we can do that. So maybe some of the listeners can actually phone in with some ideas of how could we do this or because um, mm. we can provide a venue, we can provide the information, we can bring you over to talk to them, Cobra. Uh, yeah, it is just how, ca- how can we that. manage to do this? How could this happen, and, you know? Yeah, and open the conversation. What we've been doing at the lift, with the lift project is um, doing kind of family family events or, you know, workshops where um, mothers and grandmothers come in and they just chat to us. You know, we're not there as, you know, it's not like a researcher participant um, setting. It mm-hmm. is an informal chat. We have flip charts, we have pens, and they tell us their stories. Um, and it's really about empowering women and saying, actually, you know what, we really want to learn from you. You know, you have great experience living in the community. You know, you know, you're great mum. Tell us about your experiences. And it's about that. Um, and, and using those kind of, you know, those bits of information to mm. move forward. To, and to change other people's minds. So maybe that's something mm. that uh, I wonder, could, could that be done over a Eid when there's a lot of activities going on and the families are out more and you do yeah, see the extended families out more? Should we have some more drop-in type, uh, you know, um, uh, sessions or uh, uh, somewhere to leave your message on a camera or, so, or some groups together to come and, and talk about this so that the message gets out there to, to the wider people. Of course, and getting kind of, yeah, yeah, exactly, getting the word out there. And if you're, uh, you know, if any of the listeners have ways that they think, you know, we could work with the community to, you know, to, to support infant feeding, to support breastfeeding, <coughs> I'd be really interested to hear their views. Um, yeah, or if they've had any experiences or, you know, they'd like to share. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'd love to hear their, to hear their views. We, we would also, and if, if that's the case, listeners, I'm sure you know the number by now, but just in case mm-hmm. you have forgotten, please ring 0121 or email studio at unityfm.net uh, because we all need to work together around this. You know, we, mm-hmm. we, uh, it, it takes it more than just one or two people to change everything. Yes. And we all need to come together and see what is my responsibility. So maybe you've had very positive experience out there mm-hmm. of feeding. It would be good to hear what did you do? How did you manage? How did you uh, overcome any difficulties? And if you did have some difficulties and people did have difficulties, again, we want to hear from you. What happened there? Did you stop straight away or did you find a solution around it? Was there a support network for you? Was there uh, people like we have trained up sparklers, uh, uh, as I was mentioning to you earlier, Cobra, uh, that are breastfeeding sparklers. Was there people like that that you could ring with over the phone and have a chat to if things were going bad if if my uh, somebody was telling me oh how much you don't see how much milk you're going to give the baby maybe the baby's not having enough milk or you're mm-hmm. you're too thin to produce any milk anyway so if having those discussions with somebody would that have helped you is, is that something we need more of uh, I think that we need to we need all to work together to find these solutions of how can we move forward how can we help our communities in doing something that our faith is telling us to do, 
um, and to tr- and be confident in doing it um, exactly. in wh- wherever setting. So, and it may be some of our own settings that need to be changed as well, uh, mm. like uh, even you know the mosques and things like that, where where women do go with, and go with their babies. Maybe they don't feel quite comfortable even amongst women feeding mm. baby and latching on, and maybe feel a bit clumsy, and then decide, no, I'm not going there. I'm, I'm not, not going out, yeah. or I'm not feeding as a yeah. as a solution. Yeah. And also, Kathleen, how many how many kind of places do you go to in our local community that have baby friendly, you know, well, uh, you know, uh, breastfeeding is welcome here stickers? You know, you see them all the time in kind of you know city centres, big city centres, but you'd, I don't see them locally. Mm. You know, I think even little things like that would make such a difference. I think yes, to, that, yeah, to opening those conversations and, and normalising breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it it shouldn't be something that's kind of something that should only be done in you know in a in a in a room you know on the third floor of your house you know you know we want to see more you know systems that kind of allow mums to breastfeed Mm as and and where they are that's true as a a very natural and there's so many garments nowadays that you can actually buy and and make it that you can see the baby and you can feed you're fully covered and nobody knows what you're doing um that you it's it's very discreet of course Mm. of course so maybe maybe we all need to come together so listeners we're asking your help today indeed uh to get your advice get your experiences um because maybe it's some little thing that you did that we can actually look at and might help others to be able to do this properly. So I love the ideas of stickers putting it up as baby-friendly, feeding-friendly places. Cause I we'll, love that, mm. yeah. Oh, and, and, you know, it makes you feel a little bit more at ease, doesn't it? It does. Is that, oh, actually, I'm going to this restaurant or I'm going to this coffee shop mm. in my local community, but actually, you know, it welcomes breastfeeding and, 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 and there won't be a place for me to be able to do that. Yeah, and I, I don't mean, have to do it in the toilet, for exactly, example. Exactly. I mm. get so angry when <laughs> I hear mum say that they've been told to go and feed their children in the toilet. Mm-hmm. You know, that we need to move away from that now. It's mm-hmm. been, you know, we're in 2018, we shouldn't be doing that. We shouldn't be advising mums to be feeding their babies in toilets. Mm-hmm. So true. So true. Yes, indeed. Yes, it's a, it's a big topic and we have a bit of a big responsibility there around changing all of this and, and educating people, in, inshallah. You mentioned something there, which I'm just going to come back on now, because uh, you yep. mentioned the role of dads. Uh-huh, and yeah. and I think the role of dads, we, we're we missing a big, big thing there with the role of dads. Yeah. You know, um, I keep saying that you know, every week they go to Friday prayer and they listen attentively to what the imam is saying. Yeah. And this could be something that's reinforcing the message there in the compass that the importance of this as well. Would this be something you think would help? I would love to see that happen, but I'd be interested to know if fathers think that that would work. Mm. Um, I've had conversations with you know a couple of the mums that I speak to, and they've said actually, you know, that would be a really good way of engaging with fathers. But whether that is something that fathers want to see in the mosques it remains to be explored. To be honest, mm. um, whether they want something that's a bit more you know, something like a leaflet or something like that that mm-hmm. they could just take away and read rather than being told. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know. So, yeah, potential fathers, if you have any opinions on this, get in touch with us. 
you know, that's something that's missing in the literature, most definitely. We don't know. We don't know what fathers want. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'd be interested to know. Because I think, you know, yeah, fathers, uh, you know, have a responsibility too in raising their children. I remember listening to a, a sheikh one time talking about this to a group of social workers, actually. And yeah. uh, the social worker was very insistent and uh, kept asking about breastfeeding. And she said, you know, m- maybe the mum wants to go back to work and wants to put the baby in a bottle. Maybe yeah. she was given all the scenarios of different things. And he just kept repeating, it's the right of the child up to the age of two. And he was so calm in yeah. saying that, but he just kept yeah. repeating this. Yeah. And, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's something that when he kept repeating it, I think it, it's, it sank in how he wasn't going to change what is written, <laughs> and yeah. he was just kept enforcing the the same message again. And maybe something like this to to hear it from the imams mm-hmm. in in a different way, you know, have the literature, but hear it in a different way, repeat it continuously in that context yeah. that yeah, it is it is the child's right. Yeah. You know, we know there might be exceptional circumstances, but in general, there's it's the child's right for this. Of course, of course. And, you know, the other thing we haven't spoken about is the access to services. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, at the moment we're talking about, you know, the cultural factors that are having an impact and maybe the support system. But the access to services is quite poor as well. And a lot of the mums find it really difficult to access services when they have just immigrated to the UK, when they may not speak fluent English. Mm-hmm. And the language barriers that exist around that are... You know, it's scary that still in this day and age we still have that issue as well. Is that a mum can't access a service if she can't speak English, and that you know, I think probably a little bit more support around that would be really helpful as well. Because can you imagine just coming into the you know into the UK, new country, you're navigating your whole social situation, and on top of that, you're trying to figure out, okay, well, you know, what health care needs do I need to support myself, and my baby? You mm-hmm. know, I find that really. It must be really tough. So I think some work around that would be really useful as well. Yes, yes, um, I did, definitely different languages, getting the message out there, getting people that are trained up that can help, that can speak those yeah, languages. Yeah. Uh, bringing it everywhere, bringing it out to uh, community centres, as you're saying, restaurants, yeah. having those yeah. informations there. We don't need to have explicit pictures or anything no. like this. It's just getting that information out there, that uh, the importance of this. Exactly. And we're not saying that. We're not saying that, you know, because I, I know that, you know, there is a respect thing around, you know, mm-hmm. not having it too explicit, like explicit pictures of, you know, women breastfeeding and things like that. But no one's asking for that. As long as you know that, you know, you're welcome to breastfeed in public places. Um, a mum will have, you know, a place that she can breastfeed her child. That's mm-hmm. not a toilet or, mm-hmm. you know, or the like. I think it, it goes some way to, you know opening up the conversations and making it you know that actually it, it's something that happens it's mm-hmm. normal and we support it so if we're looking i know in in our ethnic minority community muslim community that we need to do something has it improved in the in the general uh, communities like in the british communities have breastfeeding improved no, no, no. You always hear the headlines, don't you? You always hear the headlines where you say, where it says UK has one of the worst rates of breastfeeding um, compared to other countries. Um, we did have, um, you know, the, the rates are going up and down. So yeah, it's not just a, it's not just a problem with you know. So it's yeah. Problem. It's a national. It's a national issue. And actually, some of the, fa- the you know some of the factors that we talk about 
in relation to South Asian communities are seen in other communities nationally. You know, mums mm-hmm. will say that I, when we, you know, we breastfeed, sometimes we don't know how much milk the baby's having. My baby doesn't put on enough uh, put on enough weight. You know, these are common common um, barriers that are cited mm-hmm. to breastfeeding. So yeah, it's not just these communities. It's it's a uh, it's a national level. Okay, so we spoke a lot to Cobra about the difficulties and things like that and I know you're trying to do some work around this and uh, think about ways forward and things like that. So before the break, if you just can give us a little overview of what you're going to do and then we'll come back after the break indeed and go into it in more detail. Okay, so yeah, we're a team at Coventry University um, working on the LIFT project. So um, the PI Naomi Bartle, Dr Naomi Bartle, um, Dr. Maxine Sharks and um, Professor Catherine Brown, we're all working together to try and um, see how we can develop um, a toolkit of resources that can be used in the community to support breastfeeding. You know, that is our main aim. Um, and we're working very much with the community, you know, engaging with them about mm-hmm. what some of the issues are and actually what will work. And even to the, you know, what kind of method can we use to support them um, and I think that that's really special actually is you know we, we, we it's their voice mm-hmm. um, these are some of the issues and actually there there'll be some things there'll be some cultural practices that they engage in that they don't want to change and that's fine but knowing that you know as researchers is great because actually there's no point in trying to change something that at a community level they don't want to change mm-hmm. you know so uh, you know one of the examples I'm going to give you is you know um, giving um, prelactal feeds so, you know, a bit of honey when the baby's born. It's a, it has a religious basis for Muslim mums, um, but uh, for some of the Indian mums, that's a cultural basis. And when you talk to them, actually, they don't want to change that. You know, yes, they understand the harm that prelactal feeds have, you know, if you mm-hmm. maybe that. But actually, it's been happening for generations and generations and generations, and nothing has ever, nothing bad has ever happened. So why should they change that, you know? Um but other things, they, they are willing to um, adapt to change. So, you know, the, the practice of discarding colostrum, the misconception around that it's actually bad milk, well, actually, they weren't aware of that. So educating them about that, mm-hmm. they're happy to, you know, they're happy for that to be a factor that, you know, could be implemented in... An education know, around that, yeah, yes. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And maybe maybe we might, uh, well, we'll talk more about this after the break because we're just coming into commercial break. So I was going to lead into something, but actually I see the time down. I better not. <laughs> um, and listeners, if you are listening in, we're talking about breastfeeding today on Parenting Hour on Unity FM 93.5. We're just going into a commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to have a bit of a deeper, more conversation about it with Dr. Cobra, who is doing a lot of work around this field and how we can make things better better inshallah so please listeners do tune in after this break inshallah assalamu alaikum